Hi, my name is Nicholas Kim, and I'm a fourth year. Today I'm going to talk about the topic of worship. Uh, worship is just something that's been very important to me growing up, especially during my college years, and I just want to talk about some things that I've learned about worship and some of my own convictions in worship. Hope you enjoy. When we look at the Christian faith, it has a lot of parts to it. Singing, reading, meditating, praying, um, and all these things um, can be centered around one thing, and it can fuel one thing, and that is worship. Um, not just what we worship or who we worship, but also why we worship and how we worship. Like when we sing, um, a lot of times in church, we sing to praise God, and that's our worship. When we read, um, like read the Bible, read Christian books, that is um, growing our knowledge of God, and that is worship. Um, when we pray, that is direct communion with God, and that is worship. Um, so I'm just going to talk about some different parts of worship, um, what we worship, and why we worship, and how we worship. Um, so what what is worship? Like, what, what do we worship? I think when we break it down, worship can be um, broken down into um, just what the heart desires and what it finds worthy. Um, John Piper said, true worship is based on a right understanding of God's nature, and it is right valuing of God's worth. Um, so we can see that what we worship is what we place um, worth in. Um, and I guess when we look at scripture, um, John 4, um, 23 to 24 talks about worshiping in spirit and truth. Um, and it says the hour is coming and now is here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Um, and I think I just want to add this verse um, when it talks about when I talk about finding worth in what we worship. Um, because um, just of the way that John describes worshiping in spirit and truth. Um, like I think that those two components of worship are essential in what we find worth in. Um, like when we worship in spirit, we're worshiping um, with our heart and our emotions. Um, we're placing our trust with our hearts into something that we find um, worthy so that we can worship it and so that we can devote to it. Uh, when we worship in truth, it's, it's the knowledge behind what we're worshiping. Um, it's like what we believe is what we find truth, um, and that is what we should find worthy um, if we're going to worship it. Um, so that's kind of like a, like a double blade sword, um, one foot in worshiping in spirit and one foot in worshiping in truth. Um, and I think true worship combines both of those well um, in harmony as we um, just continue to seek and continue to worship what we do. Um, but I guess like with that, there are right things to worship and there are wrong things to worship. Um, you know, like all throughout the Bible, it says um, just stuff about what we worship and what we should and shouldn't worship. Um, like Matthew 6, it says no to or no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one or de despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Um, and this talks about like how our hearts can be divided and how our hearts are so um, prone to worship um, something. Um, but it has to be one thing. Um, like it says, you can't serve both God and money. I think like the, the dichotomy between that is like you, you can't be torn between two things because that's just not how um, our souls are made. Our souls are made to be devoted and, and directed towards one thing. Um, and that reminds me a lot of 
the passage in Revelations 3 when it talks about being lukewarm. It's like be um, caught on on either side of, of the water, right? Be, be cold like the cold springs or be hot like the hot springs, but don't be caught in the middle um, where it's just lukewarm. Um, I think like when, when we think about like what we worship, um, we can't have a divided heart in what we worship. Um, worship is a wholehearted pursuit of one thing. Um, and when we, when it is not a wholehearted pursuit, a one directional pursuit of one thing, I think it can often turn into idolization because when we think about, um, just how we split up what we worship and how our hearts, um, can be so divided in that way. Um, and when we think about what idolization is, it's just, it's just like putting something higher than God, like what we idolize. But in that way, we are dividing our hearts to that thing that we are idolizing and what we should be worshiping, which is God. Um, so in that way, it's not a wholehearted pursuit, um, but worship should be wholehearted and one directional. Um, and going on to why we worship, um, I love alliterations and <laughs> I think it just helps me remember things. So I hope that you remember um, this alliteration that I created. Um, I think when I think of worship, it's to hear, to humble, and to honor. Um, and when I say to hear, um, just off that scripture, even in the Psalms, um, and just anywhere else in the Bible, it talks about, you know, like shouting praise to the Lord, to worship the Lord with gladness, with joy and thanksgiving. Um, and I don't know, I just think like whenever I think of the, the action of shouting praise or shouting our thanksgiving to God and to the heavens, um, I literally think of like people shouting, um, which is like not... Um, I guess the norm of what we think of when we think of worship, because oftentimes, like when we see the church, um, you see like the little frozen people in the crowd, um, who kind of like sway a little bit side to side and kind of mumble the words of praise, um, and I think like that's like kind of what I grew up with, um, just like looking at everyone in the crowd and and they're like kind of like whispering their praise, um, almost like they don't want other people to hear them, but we can see clearly that like we should be shouting our praise. Um, I think like one reason why we're so encouraged to shout praise to God is because we want people to hear it. Um, we want people to hear what we're worshiping, we want people to, to, to understand why we're worshiping. Um, and I think like, we, you know, we all, we all hear that like phrase, like, you know, you, you will, like what you love, you will make known. Um, and if we truly love the Lord, then like, why are we going around like whispering um, our praises, whispering the truth of God? Um, I think like if we truly love God, if we truly want to worship God, then we should be shouting praise that we should be making it known um, of what we're praising and what we're worshiping. Um, and I think like being heard in our worship, um, not just praise, but it can be also split up into uh, just how we how we speak truth to others. Um, and so like what we, what we do to be heard in worship, it could be split into like witnessing and praising, uh, witnessing in the sense that like we should be um, heard in the ways that we vocalize what we're worshiping about um, to other people um, and how we evangelize to them, how we spread the truth to them um, and just further the kingdom work there um, and praising in the way that we sing loudly so that we can encourage and admonish one another in praise. Um, and I think like we got a good sense of what we worship um, by what others hear us talking about. 
So if we worship God, then I feel like there is just this innate feeling within us that wants to um, vocalize this truth, that wants to vocalize this promise because we know how good it is. Um, but I think like if, if you hang around your friends and like all you talk about is like sports or all you talk about is girls or all you talk about is like academics, then I think you get like a true sense of what you really worship, of what we really place our heart's desires in. Um, like it could be like academics, it could be um, girls, it could be sports, but all those things like in and of itself, those are idols when it's compared to our worship to God. Um, so I think like when we vocalize our worship to God, that's that's what we truly believe, that's what we truly place our place our trust in. Um, and Dietrich Bonhoeffer um, said this one thing, like God in the hearts of others is stronger than God in the hearts of ourselves. And I think what that means is like, we have a, a lot of ways of deceiving our own emotions, of deceiving our own selves. And when we vocalize our praise and when, other, when others hear it, we're reminded of truth and we're reminded of God's promises, which we often forget. So that's why we should be heard and that we should um, strive to um, allow others to hear what we worship. Um, going on to, to humble, like God is higher than anything, heaven and earth, his glory fills the earth, nothing can take his place. Um, we've read so many passages like that. Um, we've heard so many sermons like that, so many things like that, so many songs say the same lyrics. Um, but when we worship, we, we place that in view, we place that in our sight and we see just how high God is. And then we, we look at ourselves in our lowly state. And I think that really humbles us, um, yeah, and, and, I, and I think it's like when we worship something, we're put up against that one thing. Um, because in the presence of the world, we can compare to what this world have to, has to offer us, whether it's money, whether it's fame, pride, um, just all these things, like we can, we can compare to these things. Um, because we can amount money, we can build up our status, we can um, do all these things, and then we can start comparing ourselves to the world. And I think that fills us with pride, or with lust in the sense that we want to desire and seek after more and more of this world. Um, and, and we seek things because we want it. And those want becomes our needs um, in the ways that we worship the world. But when we view the presence of God, um, there's just nothing that can compare to God. Absolutely nothing. Um, and so when we're put up against that as we worship God, um, I think in that sense, we are truly humbled. And then we start to seek God because we need him, but then the want becomes our need um, instead, of the, instead of the need becoming our, and, and the need becomes our want, sorry, instead of the want becoming our need. Um, so when we worship God, we're put up against God and we, we begin to humble ourselves in our worship, um, recognizing that God is the ultimate being who deserves our worship. Um, that goes on to honor. We honor God because he deserves glory. He deserves honor. He deserves praise. We exalt and worship him um, so that he can be exalted to the highest place. Um, and going back to like what I said about idolization, it's honoring something greater than God. Um, so when we worship this world, we are not truly giving God glory. We're not truly giving God praise because we're, we're devoting something else of ourselves to something other than God. Um, and I think when we think of the first and greatest commandment, what is it? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Um, and I think the only way to do that is to be wholly devoted to God um, in our worship. Like we can't have our hearts divided um, to God and then to something else because that's not loving God with all of our being. Um, so that's um, just how we honor God in our worship, by giving him totally our praise. Um, and then lastly, going on to how we worship. Um, obviously, worship looks different for 
every person worship looks different from me versus um, from the other people in the fellowship or other people that you know. Um, but I think there are like a couple things that should remain constant. Um, I could mention more, but I'm just gonna stick with these two things. It's the aim of our worship and then the commitment and perseverance in our worship. And when we look at the aim of our worship, um, it should be focused and we should have, you know, our eyes on the prize. Um, and the focus should be on God. Um, and I think that's, that's in essence what, um, what our fickle hearts don't do. Um, like we're often described as sheep. Um, I think like if you think about it, sheep are like really dumb um, and they, they go off wandering all the time. And that's because, you know, their eyes aren't focused all the time and they're not always fixed on one thing all the time. Um, but in Hebrews 12, it says, let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Um, so we can see clearly that our aim and our focus should be on God. And like, if we're not focused on one thing, we can't, we can't expect to walk towards that one thing. We can't expect to run towards that one thing. Um, it's kind of like shooting an arrow at a target. Um, I don't know if you've ever shot an arrow before, which is not like a normal thing to do. So <laughs> that's pretty understandable. But um, like we, we know what we're supposed to be aiming at and we know the target that we're supposed to be shooting. But then if we take our eyes off of that target, like how hard is it to hit the target? Um, and we'll surely miss if we take our eyes off the target. Um, so in that sense, it's like we, we should be aiming our focus towards God and our worship because if our, if our eyes are taken off of God in our worship, then we won't be worshiping God. We'll be worshiping whatever we're looking at. Um, and I thought of like another trivial example of skiing. Um, so to ski, so I've heard, because I'm not good at skiing, um, you have to look and turn your body towards the direction that you want to go. You want to go. Um, so if you're going to turn, you want to turn like your whole body and your eyes towards where you want to go. And then your skis magically just go that way. Um, I guess I just try to do that because I always fall. But um, but if you think about it like that, when we take our eyes off of where we want to go, we fall. Um, and I've experienced that many times, uh, metaphorically and literally, falling off my skis. But um, like when we think about it in our worship, um, if we're worshiping God and we feel that passion and our eyes are fixed on God, then we will we will burn with that passion and we'll grow in that passion. But then if our eyes are taken off of God in our worship and fixed on something else, um, we're going to fall. Um, both literally, maybe not literally, but like metaphorically in our faith, we're going to fall um, in our faiths of God um, because we're not worshiping God. We're worshiping and looking at something else. Um, and I think about when we think, when we think about like looking at something in our worship, that takes a lot of commitment and perseverance. And that's the next, and that's the next and final point. Um, Cause um, I think like when we worship, um, there is this commitment aspect that comes with it. Um, and when we fall, cause we will fall, um, there's always a reason to get back up. There's always a reason to persevere. Um, like I don't know if you've ever been like this or if you've ever thought like this, but um, like you just want to quit because you don't feel like it. You just want to stop something cause it gets too hard. Um, you just want to leave because you're put in a situation where you don't want to be. Um, and when we think, when we do these things in worship, like when we start to have that quit quitter mindset in our worship, um, like these are the moments when we're the most vulnerable for the attacks of the enemy. Cause I think the enemy recognizes when we begin to be disheartened and turn our eyes away from God so that he can be in our gaze and, and be our focus then. 
um, and then that turns into idolization. Um, but First Peter 5, 8 says, be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Um, so when we feel that urge of quitting and we turn our eyes away from God, the enemy is right there to devour us. Um, and so that's why worship takes devotion. Um, when we worship an everlasting God, we are devoted to him forever. Um, because what we worship, I think we are devoted to that thing um, that we are worshiping. Um, so to be, to be devoted to God, that means that we are devoted to him forever because he is everlasting. We can't just stop worshiping God when it gets hard because that's not true worship. Um, and that's also why we shouldn't worship things of the world because when we're devoted to that thing of the world, that thing of the world can never last because um, the things on earth, they are temporary and they are ephemeral, but God is everlasting. God's the only thing that is everlasting. Um, so we should be fully committed in our hearts and our minds and our souls to God. Um, and I think like the true test of our faiths is when we um, worship in hard times, um, when it seems like we can't find a reason to worship, when we are separated from the people that we normally worship, when we are removed from like the normal processes of life, um, especially in like a time like this where we're away from UVA, where we're, we're away from school and we're away from the things that we normally worship, the things, the uh, people that we normally worship with, um, when we are removed from these normal processes of life um, and our friends and our, and our church and our fellowship and stuff, um, like it can be really hard to continue this habit of grace in worshiping, but I think the true test of our faith comes in these hard times um, because anywhere, anytime, like we should be worshiping and we can be worshiping. Um, so I just want to encourage you guys, um, just wherever you are, to continue worshiping and to continue reading his word, growing um, that head knowledge of him, growing the truth, and also praying and, and spending time in your own personal worship and, and really feeling that emotional response in worship. So worshiping in spirit and truth. Um, yeah, I'm just going to leave you guys with um, one or a couple of verses. Um, it comes from Psalm 46. It says, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Um, so yeah, I just want to um, just leave you guys with that. Um, if you're feeling troubled in this time, um, if you're feeling that lack of motivation to worship, I just want to encourage you guys to um, just p persevere and to push on. Um, because this struggle, this, this period that we're in, it will pass. Um, and our God will remain um, our refuge and our strength, and he will remain um, just through this all um, so that he um, can just show his glory and his majesty through all of this. Um, and then he deserves our worship because of that. Um, so yeah, thank you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast.